How I Do It, Weaning Strategy for Intrathecal Drug Delivery Systems for Chronic Non-Cancer Pain, Sublingual Buprenorphine Naloxone Microdosing Schedule, by Drs. Vanessa Choi Yin Wong, Jill Osborne, and Vishal Vasharni. Introduction. Chronic pain is a common reason to seek medical care, as it impacts quality of life and activity for a substantial number of people. Opioids have become a commonly prescribed medication for chronic pain conditions that are refractory to conventional medical management, such as oral pharmacologic therapy. In light of our opioid epidemic, however, opioids present serious risks, such as hyperalgesia, overdose at high doses, withdrawal symptoms, and dependence after chronic use. Colloquially referred to as pain pumps or pumps, intrathecal drug delivery systems, or IDDS, are a safe and effective interventional therapy for patients suffering from refractory cancer and non-cancer chronic pain. IDDS consists of a surgically implanted programmable pump, a medication reservoir, and an intrathecal catheter placed into the cerebrospinal fluid, or CSF, space. Administration of medications through this mechanism cause high CSF drug concentrations but low systemic circulation, resulting in relatively decreased adverse effects. Medications currently approved for IDDS by the United States Food and Drug Administration include morphine, ziconotide, and baclofen, although other opioids and local anesthetics are commonly used. However, this therapy does come with challenges. Risks and complications can be attributed to the pharmacology, for example, drug side effects and withdrawal symptoms, procedure, for example, spinal cord injury, infection at surgical site, or granulomas, catheter malfunction, for example, occlusion, dislodgement, and programming, for example, subcutaneous drug administration, reprogramming error. Any sudden reduction of intrathecal drug delivery due to device malfunction, for example, pump or catheter failure, or programming errors, carries significant risks of withdrawal. Withdrawal symptoms include myalgia, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, anxiety, pupillary dilation, insomnia, autonomic hyperactivity, and hyperthermia. IDDS medication reservoirs need to be refilled regularly, which can be challenging for patients who live far away from the clinical sites managing their systems. Patients who wish to explant their IDDS must have safe planning and monitoring to successfully transition off their intrathecal delivery of medications, especially when transitioning off intrathecal opioid delivery. Traditional Intrathecal Opioid Weaning Strategy Traditional intrathecal opioid weaning consists of alternating dose reductions, usually 10 to 25%, and stabilization periods, usually 4 to 7 days, to assess for opioid withdrawal symptoms. Complications, such as overdose, may occur when adjustments to the drug dilution and flow rate are made simultaneously. Other limitations include inadequate analgesia, opioid withdrawal symptoms, and requiring non-opioid adjuncts. In one study, for transition to ziconotide monotherapy, Thompson and others weaned three patients off their intrathecal opioids via weekly 25% dose reductions for four weeks. However, during the weaning process, each patient described various opioid withdrawal symptoms. During the last weeks, two of those patients needed higher than prescribed doses of oral opioids for withdrawal symptoms. 
all patients endorsed high pain scores. Sublingual buprenorphine naloxone microdosing strategy. Our approach is to use our established microdosing protocol using sublingual buprenorphine naloxone to safely facilitate IDDS explantation. It is a six-day titration regimen with a subsequent saline fill of the pump on the last day. We chose a six-day approach as per standard buprenorphine naloxone microinduction protocols that exist and are effective for patients with opioid use disorder. The saline fill maintains catheter patency and flushes any residual drug from the IDDS reservoir and catheter. This helps mitigate potential toxicity or withdrawal symptoms during the transition to oral medications. Once the protocol is initiated, pain physicians should closely monitor for withdrawal symptoms using the Clinical Opiate Withdrawal Scale, or CALS, as well as the need for supplemental sublingual buprenorphine naloxone. The IDDS is safe to explant when the scheduled incremental doses are effective in abating patients' withdrawal symptoms and stabilizing their pain. At subsequent follow-up visits, care providers should continue to inquire about withdrawal symptoms and pain control. Buprenorphine naloxone and microinduction protocol. Sublingual buprenorphine naloxone was developed as an analgesic and is now an effective opioid agonist therapy, or OAT, as well as recently becoming popular for its off-label use for chronic pain management. Buprenorphine is a partial agonist at the mu opioid receptor with a higher binding affinity and slow dissociation rate. The higher binding affinity allows effective competition with other full agonist opioids at the same receptors. The slow dissociation rate results in longer duration of action. The partial agonism provides analgesia similar to full mu opioid receptor agonists. Buprenorphine is unique in that it regulates analgesic signaling at spinal receptors while having less effects on brain receptors, thus having a sealing effect on the respiratory system and prevention of opioid withdrawal. In addition, where the K-opioid receptor is associated with spinal analgesia and psychotomimetic effects, buprenorphine's full antagonism potentially reduces opioid-induced hyperalgesia and its dysphoric effects. Buprenorphine is extremely lipophilic and rapidly crosses the blood-brain barrier, but its metabolite norbuprenorphine does not and thus has negligible effects. Buprenorphine is shown to be safe to use in chronic pain populations. Transition from an opioid towards buprenorphine is associated with reduced pain severity, possibly related to its role in opioid-induced hyperalgesia. Naloxone is a short-acting, competitive, broad opioid receptor antagonist that can reverse opioid side effects, such as respiratory depression and sedation at low doses, but cause precipitated opioid withdrawal at higher doses. It is often added to buprenorphine as a sublingual tablet to minimize diversion and discourage misuse due to its limited oral but higher intravenous bioavailability. Thus, sublingual buprenorphine naloxone's unique pharmacologic properties and more favorable safety profile makes it an extremely effective first-line therapy for OAT. Due to buprenorphine's higher binding affinity in the presence of full opioid agonists, buprenorphine naloxone 
will displace full agonist opioids from the mu receptor and precipitate withdrawal. Thus, for conventional buprenorphine naloxone inductions, patients are required to abstain from other opioid use and experience moderate withdrawal. Microdose inductions were first described as the Bernese method, where repetitive and low-dose exposure, Bernese method started at 0.2 micrograms, allowed the partial and full opioid agonists to occupy receptors concurrently without precipitated withdrawal. The buprenorphine builds up and occupies an increasing number of receptors due to its high affinity and long half-life and eventually displaces the full mu agonists. Microinduction has been improving patient care in OAT as it minimizes withdrawal symptoms, decreases risk of precipitated withdrawal, reduces patient-initiated discontinuation of induction, and shortens length of induction. Our experience. Our weaning strategy for chronic pain patients with IDDS is a microdosing sublingual buprenorphine naloxone induction protocol. The dosing schedule is designed to provide adequate pain relief as well as prevent opioid withdrawal and respiratory depression. So far, we have successfully trialed the weaning strategy in four patients to transition off their intrathecal opioids. These patients were highly motivated to wean off their pumps and were consistently involved in the process. These patients received adequate pain control and tolerated the process well. They denied withdrawal symptoms, Cal's score of zero, throughout multiple visits and did not require additional non-opioid medications, such as clonidine or benzodiazepines, to treat withdrawal or anxiety symptoms. With careful and consistent monitoring, this protocol has been shown to transition our patients successfully and safely off IDDS with no withdrawal symptoms, pointing us towards more patient-centered pain management strategies. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode of Azra Pain Medicine News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review.